Hey, yo, yo, y'all can't stand right here. In his right hand was your man's worst nightmare. Loud enough to burst his right ear, drum close range. The game is not only dangerous, but it's most strange. I sell rhymes like dimes. And welcome back to Dimes and Rhymes. Back at it again this week. We got a, a pretty light schedule talking about the Orlando magic, as we promised last week. Some Orlando music artists. And what else do we have, Trace? I'm going to talk a little bit about some music by Mick Jenkins as well near the end of the pod, which is going to be good. And we might have a a caller call in. Whoa, an expert caller. An expert. We have an ESPN expert analysis uh, coming in today. He will tell us every detail on Paolo Benchero's sweating uh, medical issue. Former NBA veteran player, three-time NBA champion, mm-hmm. 2K. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, my league. My, uh, yeah, my, he created his own player, my career, my player. And he's going for the Hall of Fame. Like, that's the end goal is to be a Hall of Famer in, in NBA 2K22. He wasn't able to get the new one, 23, so yeah. he's still playing on 22. That's okay. Yeah, it's a it cheaper. Happens. Yeah, it's more sustainable. Might be on Game Pass. It's a little bit, you know, it's like five bucks a month. Yeah, give it like two more months and he'll be hopping on, getting it for free with Xbox Live. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. Okay, Trace, start us off. Yeah, so I think the most important thing, the most timely thing to talk about right now when we're talking about the Orlando Magic is Bull Bull. Just last Bull Bull's night, going off. Bull Bull put up his career high in points, 26 points. Bull Bull looks like a real, like a real future prospect. There was many years on Denver where he was like there to as like a gag gift almost. He's got a future now in Orlando. I feel like every year you see Bull Bull. They they put him in for a little bit and he goes off and everyone's like why isn't he why isn't he start why isn't he playing you know give Bull Bull minutes you see that every year but now finally he's getting minutes on this this pretty much young mainly young team except for a couple guys like Terrence Ross but you know he, he's got an opportunity to actually play on this team because they're not going to win that many games oh serious minutes too like Franz Wagner is playing like a kind of a small guard kind of position right now even though he's like six ten. So Bull Bull is coming in and playing like that four and five with Palo. Looks really, really good. Getting a lot of minutes, like you said. Yeah, he's, he's almost playing as many minutes as Jalen Suggs, which is crazy. Yeah, and Jalen looks good. I think that um, – I think my favorite thing when I look at a team like this is they can build around somebody like Paolo, mm-hmm. and they have future and other prospects. So you look at a team like Houston, and you see Jalen Green, and then you're like, who else can we build around? You see Orlando, you're like Paolo, obviously – and then Franz Wagner looks good. Wendell Carter looks good. Cole Anthony looks fine. Jalen Suggs looks good. Bo Bo looks good. Got a lot of really young guys that can really play there. And did you have Benedict or, or Paolo as your way too early rookie of the year? I don't remember. Oh, I had Keegan as my Oh, you had Keegan. Oh, okay, yeah, well, that, that might be a little bit biased right there. Of course it's biased. What am I, what am I going to lie on the pod? Well, I, I don't think he's even in the top three right now. But that can change. It with how good Sacramento's playing, it can definitely. Oh change. yeah, for sure. But with how good Paolo and Benedict are playing, oh, though. Oh wow, those two are going crazy. They both look like NBA vets right now. I wonder, like, because the Magic needed somebody to like almost take over, that if Paolo would be doing as well on a different team, um, but it's like he can be a star right now, and it, it, I think it's a perfect opportunity for a rookie to show out. Are you saying that? Are you saying that Paolo 
um, because of like this team needing somebody to take those shots, is like stepping up into a, a bigger star role, or he would do it regardless. I think I'm saying that because he's able to play the most, you know, almost the most minutes on the team, score the most points, almost take this, you know, the most shots on the whole team, that he's able to to be like that that leader in that, um, you know, take that top rookie spot. But I don't know if he was on a different team. If they'd give him as many minutes, obviously he wouldn't take as many shots. And not that he couldn't be as good, but in this team he can be that role. And that's what happens when you get those top picks that you, you know, basically tell them, this is kind of your team now. You got to take over and we're going to give you a lot of minutes. You know, we got Bull Bull playing with you. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think that he's definitely shining in his role of, of being able to, you know, take a lot of opportunities that he's been given right now so i'm very excited for his future i think that he has a really big potential to be the best player from this draft and and i can't wait to see what else he's going to bring in the future so right now they're sitting at four and eleven um what do you think about their predicted odds at the beginning of the season i think i said i had them going over um their predicted odds and you said that they were about right i believe but how, how do you feel about that now I think that's one of those teams that has, you know, a, a pretty set schedule in terms of the kind of games, the kind of teams that they're playing earlier on. Um, you know, they playing Minnesota and Phoenix and Dallas, teams that should be beating them. Um, but they're beating a lot of the good teams and losing to a lot of the bad teams, which makes me feel like they're going to go under 28 because they're, you know, they beat the good teams because the good teams are taking a break against them. But closer to the mid to the end of the season, those good teams are going to start turning up and they're going to start losing every game. They're going to lose to the bad teams and lose to the good teams. Yeah. Well, if you look at, uh, what was it? Was it 28? Was there predicted 26 and a half? Yeah, I think we had, and a half. um, I can see them being, I, I, could, I could definitely still see them getting there. They're losing a lot of games right now, but like these guys are getting reps. These guys are getting minutes. They might find a groove win a few games or lose every game. I, I honestly don't know. I don't really watch a lot of Magic games, but I do think they're still better than the the Hornets and the Pistons. And it's crazy to see what the Pacers are doing right now, too. Oh, Indiana's awesome. I mean, they might go over their, their 23, and they were predicted to be last, and I don't know about that anymore. Yeah, it's a fun team to watch, and, and I think Orlando, like I said, they're beating the good teams, losing against the bad teams, and later in the season they're just going to be losing every game because the good teams are going to stop playing around with their food a little bit and they're just going to start crushing them. So It's true. We're going to see them float to the bottom for sure, which is tough because it's a fun team to watch. But, yeah, it's not as competitive as I you know, as, as thought they were going to be. Not that they were going to be super competitive. I just thought they would have it a little bit more powerful because they got some vets on that team, some experienced players. How do you feel about their uh, city edition jerseys, though? Can you can you show me the city edition oh, yeah, real quick yeah, for I got Magic? You. So I know a lot of people have been kind of hating on the the city editions. Uh, They're almost all horrible. Almost all of them are really bad. I think these are the uh, current city editions. I don't think I've seen those. Are those their city editions for I this year? I think these are the the new ones. Yeah, I like those. Those are kind of cool. Yeah, those are kind of cool. Those Not ones aren't lie. bad. I like those. Better than most. Oh my! We can probably do a session later on in this, in this little group here where we'll rank them all. But most of them are. Yeah, like we got to do an episode where we just look at the city edition jerseys. 
But yeah, there's a picture here of Orlando's. See, that's tough. Those are kind of those tough. are kind of good. That orange is good. I'm liking the oranges in most jerseys though. Like Atlanta has that peachy orange. Yeah. I know they're kind of ripping off their own city edition jersey, and I usually don't support something like that. So I don't really like when people make a city edition jersey and then the next year they make like an alternate version of that same jersey, which is kind of what Atlanta's doing. Yeah. But I think they pulled it off in a good way. Like they the font is really nice. There's a good gradient in the Atlanta part of the like the words Atlanta. And then the orange peach the orange, orange looks on good. The side. It does. If you were to get an Orlando Magic jersey right now, who would you get? I would get a I think it's hard for me to say not I I'm going to get a Paolo jersey. Paolo. Or a Bobo jersey is cool cuz I Bobo it's just a fire jersey. Mo Bamba? No. I don't think I'm getting a Mo Bamba jersey. What about Admiral Schofield? I d- I'm definitely getting an Admiral Schofield. <laughs> they sell his jersey, or do you have to go custom on that it's one? It's custom. You're going to have to pay 60 extra dollars to put the word Schofield. They might number. not even let you do that. They might be like, that's not a real, that's invalid. Number. What number does Schofield wear? 45? That's my guess. Uh, I don't I don't know. I, oh, 25. Uh, that's 25. not a bad number. That's, that's really not a bad number. That's a good number. I feel like that, you know, maybe somebody else should have a jersey that has a number 25 on it. Oh, not him, though? I was thinking I should have given him to the who he played for last week. You would have gotten me. I would have gotten I don't know me. if I would have said Orlando. I, I think when you asked me before that started, I was like, Washington? I, he used to play for Washington. When you said who he played for, I almost said um, LNB Pro A. Like he's in France right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> G League Ignite, maybe. <laughs> he might not even be that. No, no, I no. I think no. I know some more of the G League Ignite players than I know uh, Admiral. Yeah. It's got a cool name, though. Oh, what a fire name. Admiral Schofield. That might be one of the best names in the entire league right now. What are your thoughts on, like, some of their older prospects Orlando has, like Jonathan Isaac? Uh, how many minutes is Jonathan Isaac? Is he even playing? Um, I, I think he might be out with an injury right now, to be completely honest with you. Um, forgot he was even on that team. Oh, what are you talking about? You forgot he was on that team. Haven't seen him. Yeah, well, he's taking a break. He's taking a break from because he doesn't want to lose basketball games. No, he's just not in. He's just not in. Uh, but yeah, looking at players like Jonathan Isaac who who aren't playing right now, you know, having players like that coming back into the lineup at some point would be really cool because you know a defensive anchor kind of complements a lot of what Bol Bol and Paolo might be lacking a little bit, and it brings a good a, a good amount of size, and that's obviously what that team is going for right now is like huge on size. Maybe they should just tank. And go for another Victor. Ooh, Victor Webinyama would be that cool would be crazy. Like team. they they skipped out on Chet, and then they go for Victor. That would be crazy. Uh, I think Chet was a good skip out on. Them. I think I agree. I wasn't very big on Chet Holmgren, but I I can see him being very good in the league. But I'm not one of those people that says he needs to put on some muscle because that's just. When they get into an NBA facility and start working with like professional trainers, they're going to start putting on muscle if they are dedicated, obviously. Um, like Giannis is out, like now a freak of nature. And when yeah. he came into the league, he didn't even – he was like 6'9", and he had like super, super thin build, and now he's like one of the most ripped players in the league. So I wouldn't you, even want a Chet jersey. No, I don't think I would either. When he was coming into the league, I was like, he looks like an uh, like an inefficient Kristaps Porzingis that isn't as good on defense. That's what I kept looking at. He can handle way better than Kristaps ever could, but – I was like, he just looks like he throws up more shots and can't play as good defense. So yeah. I don't know how I'm, how people are that high. I'm sure Magic fans are, are happy with, with what they got now. Oh, yeah. They're, they're probably so happy with getting Paolo. Yeah. 
I mean, I think he's leading rookies in points right now or tied. Uh, he He's leading the r- rookie of the year race right now. It's yeah. him. Benedict Matherin is a close second, but Benedict isn't getting as many minutes as Paolo is. Right. And not that that's a bad thing. It's just Paolo deserves to get more minutes right now. He's a lot more efficient. Um, yeah, and he just looks so, – he just honestly, when he's playing, he looks like a grown man. Um, and I'm very excited to see what he's going to be able to do when some of those older vets step off the court and you get players that are, like, replacing Terrence Ross. Not that Terrence Ross is bad, but somebody as old as he is still playing, like, 25, 26 minutes a game is like, okay, when R.J. Hampton, if he can develop, if Kevon Harris can develop, like, we're going to start seeing people take these people's spots, and it's going to be a young, fresh team that's going to put up crazy buckets. It's crazy to see Paolo, like, lead, almost lead the team in rebounds, lead the team in minutes, lead the team in points. Doing pretty good on assists, too. Here's my big claim. I think that if... Uh, Paolo is a better box out kind of guy. He would be averaging 12 rebounds right now. But after watching some Orlando Magic games, he likes to jump. He'll like the ball will come off the rim and he's already trying to jump in the air. And players smaller than him will get around the box out and just you know get up underneath him. So I think if he just waits for a second, wait for two three seconds and really boxes out and covers the paint, he'll be able to secure the rebounds. He's big, he's strong, but he just likes to get up for some reason and. I'll see him miss two, three rebounds, and I'm like, oh, you could be averaging 11 right now if you would just focus for a sec. That just comes with time, though. Oh, yeah. No, it's like the same thing with Evan Mobley. Evan Mobley is Mm -hmm. like once he starts fixing those very small idiosyncrasies, he's going to start being the real superstar that he can be, and it's his first year. And he played in college, so it's not like he needs to box out in college because the systems they run in college are so wild that he's like, you know, he's probably jumping for rebounds like that anyways. But in Orlando – He's jumping, and then you get T.J. McConnell slipping in underneath and grabbing a rebound. Or Peyton Pritchard. I sent you Peyton that clip. Pritchard, yeah. And you know who that clip was on? DeAndre Jordan. Oh, yeah. Yeah, DeAndre's sitting out there. like He'll put his hands up and try and grab the ball, and Peyton will just slip in and grab a rebound. Dude, DeAndre Jordan's walking around like yeah, he's on dude. stilts. <laughs> like he, doesn't, he doesn't know how like, tall he is. Dude, his legs are fake or do. something. Like I don't even – he needs to go sit down and get a rest. His joints are have like a delay yeah, when he, he – he had a great career. Move. It's time for him. To, he was all NBA at one point. He needs to take a nap now. Cause yeah, like eight, nine years ago, he was all NBA. 2013, yeah, probably. And so was Derrick Rose. Like, why are we hating on that, though? That's yeah. cool to celebrate. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Let him celebrate it on the bench and not on the court. Because when he's walking around, I get scared for every Denver Nugget fan ever. They just want a big guy out there. He's like a scare tactic or something. I Dude, don't know. hire Dwight. Get literally any other. Dwight's player. in Taiwan or Dude, something. Thailand, him. Taiwan. He's in one of those. Bring him. Countries. Bring him to the Mile High City because they need to get De- DeAndre Jordan. They need to get him some body armor or some water or some prime energy drink. Some, some prime. Anything. Yeah. I think they should bring Dwight back to Orlando one last one last year. No. <laughs> what do you What do you ever play? Doesn't matter. <laughs> oh, just for the just for the the pictures. Yeah, just for the D twelve. Just to and the... hit him and get him in there with the rookies and let him, you know, mess around with the new guys. I don't know. Dishing it out to R J Hampton and stuff. Well, I think we should get our expert analysis right now from our caller. What do you think? I think that'd be I think that'd be good. I'm, I'll give him a call right now. Are you ready for this? Hey, what's up? Can you hear us? Yeah, I can. Well, feel free to introduce yourself and, and tell us, give us your name, introduce yourself, who are you, and what makes you an expert on the Orlando Magic? Um, David Turner. I raised Bull Bull from the age of 5 to 18. 
yeah. You two look very alike. I was I was just making sure. Like, is it fraternal or is it a paternal? Like, what, what kind of what's going on there? Yeah, well, he didn't quite get the height that I was blessed with, but you know, he's still he's still looking good out there this season. I'm proud of him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so what do you think about your team this season, David? Uh, it's kind of like wavering. We have like a lot of injuries. So like when we win like two games in a row, it's like, oh my God, this team's like going to the playoffs. Like we're going to be like a six seed. And then like Paolo gets injured and then Wendell gets injured. And then it's just like, oh, this team is like going to finish last. Are they going to exceed your expectations or did you, did you think this was going to happen? Um, I kind of thought they were going to get like the last plan spot, which I still think is possible because I think Gary Harris is supposed to make like his season debut tomorrow and then Paolo and Dell's injuries aren't like very serious. And then I think Cole will come back eventually. So once like everyone's working and we have like an actual guard rotation, I expect the team to do like pretty well, but the league's pretty deep this year. So I don't expect anything crazy. Oh, it's it's looking at some of these teams and and seeing how deep they are, especially in the East. Um, I would call the East much more top heavy than the West is, where the top six teams I feel like are the best six teams. Um, mm. Where do you think the Orlando would? Because we see them win against good teams, beating Phoenix and Dallas, and then they lose against what I would call bad teams like Charlotte. Um, how, how do you think they're going to do later on in the season when those good teams are starting to turn up a little bit? Um, I mean, it is very, like, injury-dependent just because this team, like, with Markel Fultz is, like, completely different. Like, when he was in the lineup last year, like, the ball movement is just, like, so much better. When, like, Franz or, like, Paolo aren't going to have to, like, have, like, crazy usage rates and just, like, hold the ball the whole time, I think this team can, like, genuinely compete with, like, good teams, especially in, like, the regular season. Okay, well, so, like as long as they're healthy, like I, I think they can like surprise like a lot of people later in the season. I heard, I heard they offered you an assistant coaching position. Did you, did you accept that offer? Yeah, me and Coach Moe's aren't on the best of terms, so I sadly, I, I told them it's easy, it's either him or me, and they chose mm. him. So yeah, yeah, I, I, and I think that's a controversial choice to be honest. Like the father of Bol Bol. And you're seeing like how great Bobo is playing right now. Like you should be there. You should be in the mix, like mm, helping coach him down. You know. Yeah, I mean, I'm the whole reason that he's there, and you know, I've, I've helped him develop into what he is now. I'm the one that told Mose to keep keep starting him and keep playing him these minutes. And I mean, he had 26 points against the Wolves, even though that was a loss. I mean, that was a huge game for him. But the organization just doesn't respect what what my vision is. That's fair. Do Do you have an update on on Markel Fultz's injury slash injuries i don't think anyone does <laughs> does markel know no he probably there's doesn't been like a, there's been like a lot of talk like amongst like magic fans online that like we need to like force the media to like ask questions because without it like no one has any idea like when anyone's returning like it seems like cole's injury <laughs> wasn't that serious but he's missed like two weeks and there's no media people in Orlando. So <laughs> there's not a single one. It makes yeah, it even harder. People that, that are there asking questions every time. We're relying on Markel Fultz's Insta- personal Instagram to give us updates on 
So what's going on there? Like, uh, th- there's a fan base of Orlando Magic fans gathering online somewhere. Is this is this a Reddit thread or where is this? No, just like Twitter and stuff like that. Mm. Orlando I, Magic Twitter. So a small community of like what? Seven, eight, maybe folks. Well, the seven and eight of you can probably do good research and find something out. Yeah, you think so. But some of the people are pretty deranged. I've seen people recently uh, asking for us to sign Vucevic back to like a veterans minimum next year. No, get him back. It sounds like the absolute worst idea. <laughs> Who is saying that? <laughs> Who Vucevic's like, brother, he not was great Vucevic. When he was here, we could just sign him to the veterans minimum. He'd be a good backup center. What? Uh, we already like re-signed Mo Bamba last year, which was dumb. We don't need to re-sign another backup center. <laughs> Vucevic of all people, he's like one of the efficiency-wise one of the worst interior defenders on any team right now. Yeah, but let's uh, get him out there. Like, let's run him. <laughs> get Vooch back. We need Vooch. Hashtag We need Vooch. <laughs> I don't know like what Vooch did to people when he was here, but he's got them like brainwashed. Why? <laughs> why not Dwight? What about D twelve? You don't want him back in Orlando. I think I'd honestly prefer Dwight at the money that you get over Vooch. Who does this team need to be a playoff team? Uh, Scoot Henderson. Ooh, Scoot. Or just like an ideal Markel Fultz where he plays like 70 games a year. Yeah, he so could Sco- actually like develop into a player. So Scoot Henderson. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not Markel Fultz. Not Markel Fultz. Markel Fultz has every – like every uh, – everything to be a great player but those injuries like when he got into the league and his shoulder like went missing where they like did an entire like you can see it on the side of milk jugs it would be like shoulder missing markel fultz needs to relearn the jump shot things like that um you know five thousand dollar reward if found um he has every every piece to be an unbelievable player but he just he's getting the bag sold to him because he can't stay healthy yeah, it's really tragic to watch because he's so fun to watch on the court. He's such a gifted passer. There's like really very few players like when he's healthy that are better passers than he is. Hmm. So healthy Markel Fultz, re-signed White, get Vooch back. This team might be in the, the NBA <laughs> finals. I think we should get Hito Turkoglu back too while we're at it. Whoa, that's crazy. Rashard Lewis, let's bring him all back. <laughs> Yeah. Vince Carter, bring him back. Let's just bring back the 08 Magic, and I think we're good. I th- that would work. Yeah, who else was on that team? Jason Williams? Was Jason Williams ever on the Magic? Yeah, he was. I think he was before that, though. Oh, okay, okay. Well, bring him back. He's probably playing. Oh, veterans so. minimum. Bo yeah. Outlaw was, out, uh, was on the Magic at one point, too, and now he's uh, in the front office. In Orlando, Bo is? Yeah, he is. With those goggles he used to wear? <laughs> yeah, he passed them down to window. <laughs> yeah. I did. I thought I could see bowl sweat marks on those. Yeah, yeah. Um, what are your thoughts? I, I'm really interested in your thoughts because every time I watch this player play, I think a lot of things, and I'm really interested to hear what an Orlando Magic player, uh, Orlando Magic fan slash father of a player, thinks. Mm-hmm. Okiki? No, not Okiki. Chuma's cool. RJ Hampton. Okay, I was hoping you were gonna say RJ. So during the summer league. RJ looked like he was, like, the worst player, like, I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> like, he legitimately, he was an NBA, like, player, and then he played in the summer league, and he, like, couldn't hang with anyone. 
And I was telling, I remember like telling our friend Benoit, I was like, I don't ever want to see RJ like step foot on the basketball court, like an NBA court again. <laughs> like it was that bad. Like he's been like really fun to watch this season. He gets, you know, he only gets like 10 minutes a game, but like he's like so explosive and he just like has irrational confidence to the point where he's just like jumping 50 feet in the air to block shots, like in transition. <laughs> and then like, he has like these insane dribble moves where he's just like so like he's just like really like stuttery like in his movement where you like can't tell where he's going and then all of a sudden he's just like lunging towards the back the basket awkwardly and then he just puts up a weird shot that like seems to go in like 60% of the time I've really enjoyed the, the RJ Hampton experience this year yeah, I, um, during the summer, watching him a lot, I was like, this guy confuses me. I thought he was a good player. Now he can't play. And then now during the year, he's almost going 50-40-90 club. Um, and I'm like, what ha- what happened during the summer? He forgot how to play basketball, and now he's one of the most efficient, like, end-of-the-bench guys that you can put in. Um, yeah, it's like such an interesting transition between what he was and what he is now. Yeah, it's very, like, quickly gotten to the point where, like, when we're down 10, I'm, like, mad that he's not getting put in the game. So I'm, like, he's gonna, he's just gonna get in and, like, just start putting up shots. Like, he's, like, such a, like, burst of energy for the team. Like, he goes out there and, like, tries harder than, like, everyone else. What does the Orlando Magic's death lineup look like? Who, who, which five are you running to, to close a game out that you need to win? Um, like, I'll just go people that were healthy this season, so, like, not including Markel. It'd probably be Paolo, Franz, Bull Bull, uh, Wendell, and then probably Cole Anthony, just because Jalen Suggs is so inconsistent. Mm. It's, like, so annoying. He, like, shows some games where it's like, oh, my God, like, this guy's incredible. Like, he's he's such, like, a hustler. He just, like, is diving for loose balls. It's, like, out hustling, like, Blake Griffin, who's, like, the all-time hustle player. Maybe then, 10 like, years ago. <laughs> yeah. He'll have, like, 26 points, and then the next game he'll have three points, and it's like, oh, my God. He's just such an inconsistent shooter. He's opened up, like, the mid-range a lot more, and he's been, like, pretty good there, but he still just has these games where he just cannot make a shot, and it's really frustrating. So I, I still think Cole Anthony's better than him. But Are you happy with Jalen Sugg, the Jalen Suggs pick? Too, is it too soon to say that it was could have been someone else? I still do think it's a little too soon just because he does have these games where he, like, plays really great. So I think we still need to see, like, by the end of the year, I think we might be able to know. And by the end of the year, I think the Magic kind of need to make a decision on, like, whether they're going to, like, keep Cole Anthony or just, like, play Jalen Suggs over him. Because I don't think we can, like, realistically have both of them, like, in the rotation. I think we need to, like, make a decision at some point. Okay. And, and what are your thoughts on Jonathan Isaac? I have no idea. I haven't, if anyone's seen him in the past two years, I'd, I'd love to know what they have to say about him. But That's what I said. Yeah. I mean, he's uh, he fits right in with the team's length. So, I mean, it'd be really fun to, like, just see him on the court with, like, Mo Bamba, Bull Bull, Wendell, and Franz. But... I don't know if that's ever going to happen. Yeah, he's been gone for a while. How do you feel about the new City Edition jerseys? Eh, they're what? just like really basic. 
Dang. At least for like for Orlando, I like I like some other teams that like tried to do stuff. Like what? Give give us but, a team you thought was good. Oh, I can't like think off the top of my head. Uh not the Warriors. No, 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 no. The other day yeah, I was watching the Warriors play the Phoenix Suns and they were both wearing the Last city night? jerseys. Yeah, yeah. And that was one of the worst two jerseys I've ever seen on on court before. The Phoenix jerseys, their numbers and letters are all blue, so you don't even know who's playing. You can't see the numbers, you can't see the names. Um, they use the Phoenix Suns logo instead of the like Tribal Nations logo on the front. They should have used the Tribal Nations logo. That would have made the jersey cool. Um, mm-hmm. But it's like a crappy blue Phoenix Suns logo, so it's mm-hmm. a cop out. Mm-hmm. And then those Warriors jerseys are awful. Terrible. The, it looks like a it looks like a, a mistake because you can't even see the rows when the when it's when tucked the, in. When you it's can't tucked see in, it, yeah. um, like you can just see like the top half of a gradient. And the shorts are cool. The Warrior shorts are cool because there's like the bridge. But with the mm-hmm. top, it's like what is, what combination is going on here? It's like a weird gradient. It's awful. Okay, yeah, those Warriors jerseys are really bad. But I will say I'm glad that they at least like tried something interesting. Cause like a lot of the city edition jerseys just look bad and are also like really boring and like didn't try to do anything interesting. I completely agree with you. A lot of them are whack. Like for like the Boston. Hornets one. No, the Hornets one. It might be the worst. Just, I'm not even going to talk about that one. Yeah, but yeah. it's bad. That it might be one of the that worst jerseys of all time. <laughs> that one is no, bad. That one is PG-13 plus. Like we can't talk about that. Wait, is the Orlando one the orange one or just the all black with the blue highlights? Yeah, it's all black with the blue highlights. Oh, Wait, show me that jersey. Okay, I got you. Brayden was showing me the, the orange I, I, the one The earlier. Sixers one I really like, but the, the this is the Orlando one. That is very basic. I, I thought it was the one with the orange. Oh, that must have been last year's. The blue, I didn't even, that's City Edition? That doesn't even look like a new jersey. I know that this looks like their base oh. jersey a little bit. Now that I see the picture there, Houston's is really cool. It's like that throwback, throwback. on yeah, throwback on that like Hakeem Olajuwon Houston's jersey, but like with a modern flair. I think that's really cool. Yeah, I like the Houston one. Um, I've realized this year that uh, my least favorite thing on jerseys now is the zipper. That zipper thing they have on some of those jerseys. The Indiana Pacers jersey has that like zipper looking thing across the front. And it's yeah. like, what is that? That's awful. Oh, yeah. The Pacers jersey is terrible. Which jersey? The Pacers jersey, yeah. Oh, God. It's, um, it looks like a mistake. It looks, it's like two, it's like somebody stitched it, two different jerseys together. Yeah, it does. It looks like a racetrack or something. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, maybe that's the goal, but it's like just street. I don't know. <laughs> it's asphalt. They yeah, have asphalt on the jersey, dog. Miami's looks the same as all their other ones. I know because they're like playing. That's what I said. I don't like copies of their own city edition. They pick it and then they'll go to like white the next year or blue to the next year. It's like what is going on? You can't copy your own city jersey. What about your Kings? It's the same with like the Nets one. The Nets, yeah, oh, same the thing. The Nets is not cool. That looks like exactly the same. And the Chicago one just looks like a normal Chicago jersey. Yeah, same thing with Boston. It looks like a darker Boston jersey. I'm like, is this city edition? It looks like a normal Boston jersey. The Boston one has, like, gold on it at least, though, doesn't it? I think on the sides Yeah, I like the Boston one. It's kind of cool. I like, yeah, I like the Boston. It is basic, but, like, it's very Boston's basic. never going to make an and interesting jersey. Everyone was saying bad things about the Lakers one, and, yeah, no, it's, like, super, I like super the basic, one. but I like it. I like the Lakers one. I don't like the font of the Lakers one What? I like it a lot. When I, I sent it to you, Brayden, I said Lakers is one of my favorites. That's a jersey just, I would It's just, wear. like, purple, and yeah. it's kind of cool. The lettering is cool. I like that jersey. And I... I didn't understand the Milwaukee one, but I watched a video today explaining 
Yes. Uh, the the you know the sides of the jersey, and now I like I like it more. So do I. Same thing. I also watched the same video, and I when I first saw it, I thought it was cool, and then after seeing the explanation, I'm like, oh, the the Milwaukee jersey is really really cool. Yeah. Um, but most of them are really I, like the Kings. Here's the thing about the Kings one. When I first saw it, I was really really down on them. I was like, what is this? Like that gray metallic look. They've tried mm. stuff like well, when I say they, I mean like NBA has. They've tried like metallic gold looks. I was like metallic gray silver. I don't really know if I like it. And then I watched them play in it, and I was like, oh, it is kind of a cool jersey. But I, I don't think it really looks that great. I think a lot of their older jerseys look a lot better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Sixers one reminds me of like a Christmas jersey, and I kind of like it. Uh, I, yeah, I like the like the brotherly love thing. It's cool. I I, under, I understand what they're like going incursive. for. I like the Clippers that play on the Drew League. That's really cool to me. Um, mm. Although it's a it's a it's sometimes a little weird, but it's what about, fine. What about the the Cleveland the land ones that are like the nope. block like three D nope. letters? Nope, nope. That's a bad jersey. Most of those <laughs> jerseys are bad. bad. I think they're like really close to being like nice. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> close, a lot of these but... jerseys, like for example, the Warrior shorts, so fire. The Warrior top though is so bad. It's so bad. It ruins the jersey. It's like tacky a little bit. Yeah. But I, honestly, I don't think it would be bad if they didn't have the big rose at the bottom. But nope. the middle logo is not bad. The middle logo is cool, but the rose at the bottom is. It looks like Hot Topic. It looks like. It it's looks like, like a, a weird mistake. print. It doesn't yeah. match graphically with anything that. Yeah, it's different. They haven't done that before, but maybe they There's a reason. Yeah, maybe there's a reason they haven't done that before. <laughs> and now the now after all the backlash, they're going to stay far away. Next thing you know, we're going to have like Celtics jersey with like a printed Bill Russell in the bottom, you know, like Bill Russell <laughs> blocking a shot or something. They're going to probably stop outside the arena right now. Yeah. A, a Detroit jersey with Ben Wallace's afro at the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> it's like what are these jerseys we're making, man? This is crazy. Wow. I like for the Detroit one that, I mean, I didn't like confirm this, but I know it says Big Sean at the bottom. I'm assuming that means you designed it. Mm. I don't. I didn't even know it said That's that. That's pretty cool. cool. Yeah, it has like Big Sean's signature in the bottom of the jersey, so I think that means you designed it. No, no, you just saw that on eBay. Big Sean signed one of the jerseys and some fans <laughs> selling it. <laughs> what is the Detroit like? The, what is the point of? I don't. I don't really get I don't the color really scheme. Like it. Yeah, I don't really like it. He just likes it. David just likes it because it has Big Sean's autograph. <laughs> he just wants Big Sean's autograph. That's it. No, I, I really like the number on it, I think. I like those like blocky numbers that have the, the background. Oh, yeah, like the 3D, mm-hmm. like cubish numbers. It's, it's cool. It's a cool concept, but nothing too game-changing in my opinion. Um, no, but at least it's like green, and they don't normally wear green. I, I agree so, with you. I do like a Detroit green, though. But I like their teal stuff better. True. Yeah, I love their teal jerseys. It's like all time. It's a good jersey. All right, David, we're gonna we're gonna pivot here for just a sec before we let you go. But mm-hmm. I'm really interested to see your thoughts on um, where you think Orlando is going to look in the future. Like, what what are you looking forward the most um, after this year? However, they do. What do you think is really going to ground Orlando Magic to get back into the playoff spot? Um, so, like, a lot of, like, Magic fans are kind of split on between, like, trying to win right now or just trying to tank. And I'm definitely more leaning towards the trying to tank just because I think this team needs, like, 
a high quality like point guard mm. and i think it'd be really nice to either even if we don't go like full tank they're like a, a good amount of like guards in this this draft in like the top 10 so even if we can't get like scoot anderson getting someone like nick smith or like Kaysan wallace would be like really big for this team i think mm. yeah i completely agree with you i think the you run like the biggest lineup in the league essentially um and i think that's good because a lot of the bigs can shoot but mm-hmm. the only flaw is you don't have that really good guard that can lead that huge lineup and you yeah. you see it a lot with somebody like cole anthony who is a lot more inefficient uh you know they start to struggle a little bit when they're in there and the, at the end you have franz and bull bull and pelo going off and then you have somebody like cole anthony that just brings down the efficiency of the team and is not as good of a playmaker as he could be mm-hmm. all right i had one last question for david though it's kind of a shame we didn't get to talk about we we didn't really prep you for any music uh but i was just curious to see if you had any tracks of the week or tracks of the day artists anything that you're feeling or vibing with uh yeah give me a second all right take your time uh this this album that came out i think like a couple weeks ago it's called air guitar by sobs okay Uh, it's like an indie rock like pop album i think more more like pop album i just really like like every track it's like a nice like 30 minute like easy to listen to album cool we'll have to check it out thanks for the suggestion Mm -hmm. of course Awesome. Thank you for joining us, David. We appreciate you hopping on the pod. You have any last thoughts? Anything you want to say? Uh, Just bull bull to the moon. Yep. Yeah. You've you've been a great father, I've heard. Yep. I'm just doing my part. (laughs) All right. Thank you, David. I appreciate you, bud. Of course. Bull bull's father, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, let's give it up for bull bull's father. Unbelievable. Did a great job. It's fun to see some of the new stuff that their people are coming out with and I think it's exciting to see the future that you can have in like jersey making because I don't know if you're familiar but down in the G League they're doing like wild stuff yeah. with jerseys. Some really cool stuff and some maybe not so cool stuff but um, like advertisements on jersey is like a G League thing. They were doing that in the G League for a few years before the NBA started doing it and I like that. I like seeing ads mm-hmm. on – well, not necessarily like seeing ads on their jerseys but like seeing the – aesthetic flair that like a logo on aesthetic. a jersey can add yeah so like the bill russell sixes and on all the jerseys this year is really cool mm-hmm. and i like that a lot um, there's some better ads and some some worse ads for sure oh no there's some that i'm like this is awful uh yeah. but like i just like seeing that logo on the jersey i think like the patch when i when we went to the lakers game i had my lakers jersey and it had a wish ad on it and oh, the, yeah. the usher said i i bet you wish they won <laughs> that's what he said to yeah, me he read yeah. my jersey <laughs> yeah and you know they got you there, and well, like we said, it was a Le, uh, what was it a LeJohn Brames jersey? Like it was, it didn't even say oh, yeah. LeBron James. Yeah, yeah, LeBron. It was all undercase, <laughs> and that was what it said on the back. It didn't say James. Yeah, and it, well, on the on the front it said purchased at, and then on the back it said LeBron James. <laughs> and I was like, that's so odd. Why would it say purchased? LeChina at? or something yeah. on the front. I don't remember. That's what awful. It said. I want to point out that the Toronto Raptors jerseys remind me of when you buy like. 2k but then you get like the legacy edition like the expert the, the like 80 dollar edition and it's that's just like wild. gold yeah you know? no that's it, spot on Alrighty, let's hop into some music here so we're talking about orlando all day today so we wanted to bring some of our favorite orlando artists i'd love for you okay. to start Braden. what you got for me well i really only had one for you today trace <clears throat> and i feel like you could probably guess 
but I did some digging, and I, I think my favorite Orlando artist from the city of Orlando is Matchbox 20. What? Really? Yeah. Uh, I thought you were going to hit me with some, like, Backstreet Boys or something like no, that. No, not a, not a big Backstreet Boys fan, but, okay. you know, respect to them. But Matchbox 20, um, you know, this is still the season. I've been listening to a lot of rock, uh, 90s rock and stuff, so... Um, I'm not a. I haven't done like a huge dive on Matchbo- Matchbox 20, but uh, there's a few songs that I really like and throw in there in the mix. Uh, a lot of their their top songs are, are really good and definitely worth listening to. And I didn't know they're from Orlando, so learn something new every day. Yeah, learn something new every single day. My favorite. I'm gonna hit you hit with here is XXYYXX. Check them out. They got some really cool. They're like an instrumental artist, um, but like like hip hop instrumental a little bit. Uh, so mm-hmm. it's a little bit more um, like beat production, but their stuff is really cool. They came out with a self titled album a little while ago called XXYYXX, and there's just so many awesome songs on that album. So check it out. They're from Orlando. Um, they're really young. I think they might be in their twenties making music. Is it one person or just one person? Okay. Yeah. Just one person. Um, have to check them out. And their stuff is really, really cool. And so when I looked into like Orlando artists, I was looking at a few. I'm like, oh, NSYNC. Yeah, this is cool. Mm-hmm. But then I saw XXYYXX and I was like, oh, they're from Orlando. I listen to them all the time. And so that was that had to be my pick. And it sounds crazy saying it on the mic, but seriously, check them out. They had some really cool stuff. I'm going to put on one of their songs right now Okay. in our background here. And... Uh, did you want to move on to talking about the Mick Jenkins album? Yeah, I'd love to be able to get your thoughts on that and, and, and talk a little <laughs> bit more about what we're thinking here on Mick Jenkins and, and what your thoughts on are about that entire album. All right, so I'm going to keep it real with you, Trace. Uh-oh. When I listened to this album, I, I was pretty tired. You know, not in the, there's, I think there's a certain mood to listen to, to music to really understand and enjoy music and I don't think I was in that mood but I still gave it a great listen all the way through um there were some songs I really liked and at first I'd say the the first five or six songs I thought this album's not gonna be very good what okay I was not a fan of the first five or six songs um the third song Gwendolyn's uh apprehension I liked um but the other after that I was like "Eh, these are kind of I wouldn't really listen to this again uh, then it started getting deeper. And as I got further into the album, I started to enjoy it more. Um, Reginald, Padded Locks with Ghostface Killa on it. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like those songs. Those are super good. He's got some features on some of these songs that are great. Um, I started to understand the vibe of the album more as I got further into it. And, you know, got understood, like, what Mick Jenkins was trying to do mm-hmm. and, like, the whole feel. Um and once I did that, I really enjoyed the last half of the album, or like really mat- last 70% of it. Um, and 70% is probably what I'd grade it, 7 out of 10. Ooh, okay. And what did you give that last album, the the Anderson Pack album? Uh, did I give that album a 7 out of 10? I think we said like soft 7. Soft 7? Yeah, soft 7. I, um, I, I think I enjoyed the Anderson Pack album more. Ooh, okay. But... Um, artistically i like this album more and i feel like um some of the songs on this album i would listen to more than the anderson pack album but as a whole i enjoyed the last one more 
but if I was going to pick individual songs, I'd take them off this album, I think. Yeah, I, and I think that is also what I would agree with. Uh, my, f- I'm glad you said this, and it's cool that we had similar thoughts. My favorite tracks on the album are the very first track. That It's a live track, which I don't think I've heard an album recently cool. that's not a live album that opens it with a live track. It's like, you know, I'm Kirk Jenkins. Uh, sorry, I'm Mick Jenkins, and... You know, welcome, welcome to, you know, thanks for stopping by my concert. Like, it's like a lot. Like, he's, yeah. like, talking into the mic, which I thought was pretty cool. My two favorite songs are, I mean, my three favorite songs are the first song and the last two songs on the album. Mm. Um, Smokin' Song, with uh, which features Bad, Bad, Not Good, which is, like, a jazz band. Um, and Understood. Understood's good. Which an unbelievable like track. And I was like, it's weird to have... Kind of like a muddled middle. That's what I would call it. Is a lot of the songs in the middle. I can. They're very artistically driven, but like in, compared to that uh, last album that we listened to and graded, the middle song was the best song, and then right. this one it is the very front end and the very back end that are the best. And so during the middle, I was having a good time, but it was really once understood came on, I was like, whoa, this is a cool track. And then smoking really? song, I was like, whoa, this is really good. I like the. I liked a lot of the tracks in there, but. When I listen to albums, I don't. I'm not looking at my phone when the songs are changing, so I don't know if I can go back and be like, "This is a song that made me look at my phone," so I could look at the title of the song. Mm-hmm. When Understood came on, I pulled my phone up and was like, "What is this song called?" Because it was so good. That's the kind of okay. same thing with like, "What more can I say?" From yeah. that last album, yeah. like when that song went on, I just pulled out my phone. And was like, "What more can I say?" That's what the song is called, and so. I I actually enjoyed some of those middle songs. Not gonna lie, like they I, 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 I was kind of getting lost in the beginning and kind of you know, my rating was going down and then I heard some of those middle songs and I said, okay, okay, I like this, I like this. And I like, kinda... I definitely like them and I, I would say I like this album more than that last album that we listened to. Um, I'd give this one like a 7.5 or 7.6. Okay. Because um, I think artistically it's it's not as lost as that last, like um, that last album. I agree. That last album definitely felt like two people tried to come together and make something. This one was like, this person had a vision. It's almost like the last album, two people were in a room and they just played for an hour and they just like cut up these certain parts that right. they liked. But at this album, it seemed very specific on, on right. each, what they wanted to do each track. I completely agree with you. This is an album I'll probably keep listening to for a while. Um, but like tracks that are going to be on my illest beat of the day are tracks like Understood. Right. Those are like absolute gems of a song. And so, yeah, it was really exciting to listen to something like this. I'm, I'm Now that I listen to Mick Jenkins on solo album i'm definitely familiar with mick jenkins um he's collabed a lot with like kirk knight saba smino Mm. a lot of those like alternative hip-hop artists that i've been listening to like no name i think that he does a lot of stuff with them yeah and so i i've definitely heard him before like hearing his voice i'm like oh chill hip-hop yeah yeah Yeah. he's a part of that wave for sure Mm -hmm. and i can see him being really really honestly really really talented in the near future if he's not he's obviously already but I can see him just being even better, like in his next full release. This feels like an album I would, I would listen to while I'm playing 2K. Yes, you know, like in the background. I'm sure he has a song on 2K. When Maybe, I was listening yeah. to it, I was like, oh, one of these songs is on 2K23 or something. Like this is just gives me super 2K vibes. It's interesting because he he doesn't have a crazy amount of monthly listeners, uh, 1.5 million, which is I mean is a lot, but compared to, you know, someone like Anderson Pack. Right. right from our last week. Yeah, it's it's interesting to see, like the development of people, um, just through their music specifically, and and how more people like hop on the wave. 
like MF Doom, uh, before he died, had like 1.5 million listeners, and now he has 4 million. Mm-hmm. Artists can just like blow up for any reason, and so I'm sure if Mick Jenkins ever drops a crazy song, there'll be a bunch of people listen to it. Oh yeah, for sure. His vibe's super good. It reminds me of a lot of other chill hip hop, chill rap artists that I listen to, or like playlists that I put on. I feel like I've, I don't think I've heard songs from this album before, but I feel like I had. You know, it was it was like a familiar feeling when I was right. listening to these songs. Right, and and uh, like I said, I can see him in his next full release just being a lot more, um, a lot more yeah driven through his art and his vision, and and I can see this being even better. Yeah, I, sure. I liked it a lot. Um, a lot of the middle songs, like I said, were good. I, I just don't think that they were like, I'm gonna look at my, like I'm pulling out my phone to save this track now, kind of good. And I almost wanted them to be because the last album had really good middle, like the best tracks were in the middle. But that first track, I was like, this is a really cool opener. And those last two tracks, I was like, wow, this is a good way to end an, a solid album. And so I'd say like a 7.5 or 7.6 would be what I would rate it. Yeah, what I like too is the f- the first song is so different and the last song is also so oh, different. so different, yeah. So like the, it, it kind of keeps you paying attention to realize when I was listening to the last song, I didn't have my phone up or anything either. And I was like, this song sounds way different. Am I even on the same? Is this a different right. Mick it's Jenkins a, album? I was like, album. Yeah, so I, I had to pull up my phone. I was like, okay, this is the last song. Yeah, it was cool. I like that a lot. Um, yeah, and that's that's us talking about some Mick Jenkins. Would you like to pick an album for next week? Ooh, you would. I, I thought that this is your job, Trace. You want me to pick one? Well, I'll pick. Well, first off, when I said would you like, I, I'm I'm establishing that we're I'm pulling it up right now. Okay, thank you, <laughs> thank you. That's what I thought. You, you kind of like, caught Trace, me off, this is, this caught is me job. off guard there. Don't worry. I'm Are you gonna rate the new Drake album? <laughs> oh come on. It's fine. Um, oh whatever. Not as artistic as you'd like. I'm not a big Drake fan, to be honest oh, okay. with you. That's fair. Looking for an album here that I'm not familiar with, and hopefully you're not familiar with either. I've seen a lot of stuff that I've definitely listened to many, 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 many times. Well, you listen to a lot of music, so it, I do. Uh, most of the things, you, most of the options, I'm sure I haven't really heard. Do you listen to any Flying Lotus? I can't pick Flying Lotus because I listen to way too much. Flying no, pick Lotus. something you don't listen to. Okay. Or or know very little. And it doesn't have to be. We've done two like hip hop albums back to back. Uh huh. So maybe we could check out a different a different genre this week or not. It, it doesn't matter to me. Okay, I'm we seeing something. We do have rhymes. We you know. I'm seeing something not. familiar, but I don't know if I know this very well. Okay. The Jompson Brothers, self-titled album. The Jompson Brothers. Jompson. So J-O-M-P-S-O-N-B-R-O-T-H-E-R-S. The Jompson Brothers. This country? L- it looks like rock or country. Okay. This looks like Chris Stapleton. It does. Is that not Chris Stapleton? Singer-songwriter Chris Stapleton, vocals and guitar. Was he in a oh. band before he was a singer-songwriter? Well, he was in the Steel Drivers, oh, which yeah. was his band before, but I didn't know he was also in the Johnson Brothers. Let's give this album a listen, the Johnson Brothers. I'm so down. It's only 38 minutes. Let's do it. This looks fire. Okay, I think we wow. found our, our, our found. This looks like it might be a, a more rock. It's rock got blood on the from, front from 20, on, the, on the album. 2010, the Johnson Brothers. I didn't even know this existed. And and I consume so much music, I'm sure I'll listen to it and be like, oh, I maybe heard a song on this before, like with my Mick Jenkins pick. But this looks bizarre in a good way. 
I listen to a lot of Chris Stapleton, so I'm surprised. So do I. I, I listen to a lot know. of like Tennessee Whiskey Volume Two and you know, stuff like that. And even the Steel Drivers, I listen to a lot of too. So wow, Jomp Johnson, the Johnson Brothers. We got get some Johnson Brothers on there, <laughs> dude. It looks fire. I'm excited for that. All right, cool. Yeah. So as we're getting closer to the end of our podcast, how, how, how would you like to wrap it up? Do you have any things you wanted to talk about here on this pod today? Not specifically. Um, you know, whenever I talk about this podcast, everyone always gives me like these crazy suggestions. You know, you're going to talk about this and you're going to talk about you can talk about Steph Curry. You're going to talk about the Warriors losing to the to the Kings, you know, the Kings dropping, you know, winning by like, what do they win? Like 50 points. You or spoke to Matthew today, didn't you? <laughs> That's what Matthew did. Told Matthew me. say that to you today? Yeah, Matthew. Well, because he's a Kings fan. So am I. So Matthew's like, Matthew's you see the Kings, Kings fan? You see the Kings game? And I was like, yeah, of course I watched the Kings game. Or past four or five games, you've been going crazy. Yeah. But I think that the the thing that I enjoy the most about this pod is that we can sit down and have a good time and joke around and, and really just loosely talk about things that we're passionate about. Because if we sat down here and talked about what every other media person was talking about, we w- I wouldn't even listen to our own podcast. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, Making it personal is, is good. Right. And I think... You know, if you're just a casual listener, you don't want to listen to some guy complain about, you know, some personality online or, you know, there's already Stephen A. Smith out there. Right. And we have every connection in the book, you know, bring in Bobo's father. We have Bobo's father. Um, so why would we need to talk about Steph Curry when we have the, you know, father figure to Bobo? Other than obviously Manute. We're talking about like. Obviously. Yeah. 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 Who we don't want to. Don't get. Don't get confused. It yeah, wasn't. Yeah. Manute Bull was not on the phone. Yeah, yeah. No, it wasn't Manute. That's his other father. Yeah. You can have two dads. You can. Yeah. Well, he said he raised him from age five. Yeah, 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 yeah. From a young age. So not from the age of zero, but from five. Did you know yeah. a fun fact about me, uh, Brayden? Let's hear it. Uh, from the age of, from birth to five, actually. To five, okay. Um, I wasn't allowed to go outside ever. Really? Yeah, I've, I never experienced the outside. Like, like, can you open a window or? Uh, There's no windows. No windows. Yeah, no windows. And so... Yeah, from zero to five, no windows, no outside, nothing like that. And so the landlord that owned the home uh, that we were renting from uh, actually stopped by and saw me and, like, had to call the police. You know what I mean? Were you, like, in a what, – what, why would they call the police? I'm confused. Um, I, You know, it was me and my brother, my older brother, but I, I can't remember because one of us was wearing a disguise. So <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember who was who. <laughs> This sounds like a dream I had. Yeah, it sounds like a really bad dream. Yeah. Everybody everybody right now listening is like, what are we talking about? <laughs> what podcast is and this? And then I met Bull Bull and, um, you know, the father, David, and, and it was a really great relationship. Then that's when I met Bull Bull when I was first allowed outside. No, really? Yeah. I, did you play with him at the park or? Uh, no, I, um, well, I did a little bit. I, I played. It was a, I played a very specific position though. Okay, nice. Uh, left. Left bench, left bench. bench. I sat on the left side of the bench while Bull Bull put up 30 points a game. That's what I played all my life, so don't worry about it. Yeah, I can tell. That's why we're not doing uh, intramural basketball this year. Oh, don't say that. We tried. Uh, You know we tried. Yeah, we tried. I've been watching some of those teams. You know, I work at the fitness center. I watch those games every shift. Would we put? Would we? Would we compete? The two of us. I want to be honest. Those Tuesday games, those are some tough competition. No, those are like the. Those are tough. That's like uh, my park, though. They're going there and they're bad grinding. They're trying to get. Or, or maybe it was uh, the Monday. The Monday. It's their competitive league. The Monday, yeah. Uh, All the I, kids that you know 
should have walked onto the basketball team here at UNR that are now. There's like whole fraternities playing and stuff. And then I, I go a different day and I watch. And I think me and you on this other day, I'm not going to say what day because I don't, you know, I don't want to offend anybody, but me and you could probably 2v5 win the game. Yo, what? And I'm not even lying. But I'm happy that they're out there having fun. Yeah. Shout out to having fun playing basketball. That's right. For the That's, love of the game. For the love for the love of it, all of it, you know. Putting you know, that cardio workout you Sweating. get. Sweating. I gotta yeah. wash those jerseys, so don't sweat too much. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, how what if they're like Paolo? I can't they can't stop themselves. That's true. Yeah. It happens. Seven pounds a game. Seven pounds a game. About to gain seven pounds in a couple of days on Thanksgiving. Oh, nice. What are you doing for Thanksgiving? Going home, eating that that good Thanksgiving meal. Oh, so like every other person on Thanksgiving. I thought you were going to do something special. You just, you described every normal person's Thanksgiving. Um, every person that celebrates Thanksgiving's Thanksgiving. Yeah, you know, just spending time with my family, you know. I don't, I don't do anything. What what is what do other people do on Thanksgiving, like skydive or something? What? I don't know. I don't, I don't really celebrate it. So. Oh, okay. That's fair. Most of the time when I celebrate other, like, holidays that I don't really celebrate, I'll just do whatever my friend's family does. Like, oh, yeah, Whatever they fair. do, I'll do. I think I'm getting a pedicure during Thanksgiving because – Oh, Nice. Uh, Liz's mom was like, "You want to get a pedicure?" I was like, "Sure, like I'll d- get a pedicure." Is, is that, that what you a, do? Is that an open is that invite? Um, I'm not going to be here. I'm going to be in Vegas. It's a closed. I'm going to be in Vegas. That's where it's going to be. Are you actually? Yeah, I'm you're going to be in Vegas. Yeah, I'm, I'm leaving Wednesday morning. Are you? For the first time joking? in four years. Are you joking? No, no cap. Where are you staying? Um, actually, staying don't with, answer that. <laughs> what? I'm going to. The address is. It's a five oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll be staying somewhere in Vegas. Okay. Some friends, something like that. For sure. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> all righty. Well, thank you all for tuning in to Dimes and Rhymes episode five. five. I think it's episode that five. That is episode five for sure. Confirmed. Yeah, confirmed. And if it wasn't, it's that's what it's going to say in the pod. So that's If awkward. it wasn't, we'll just record another one and move this one back. Yeah. <laughs> all because of that line. <laughs> episode four. Let's say both right now, so just in case. Episode, episode sev- six. Six. Four. Three. Five. Episode 5. Thank you for tuning in for Dimes and Rhymes. Episode 5. Nothing better than having y'all tuning in, giving us a listen. I will start posting them on Spotify. I'm going to teach Brayden how to do it, actually, so Brayden can do it. Because I'll be honest with you, I get I get forgetful when I, I don't remember to post them. It's okay. I'll do it. Okay. You can always follow us on Instagram, Dimes mm-hmm. underscore Rhymes. Check us out whenever we're doing call-in sessions. You can call in. You can reserve a spot. We usually only do one call-in guest per episode. So if you're really trying to get on the pod, you got to reserve one of those spots, y'all. Like I said, thank you for tuning in. Follow us. We're going to send you off with some MFU. Have a good holiday. Yeah, have a great holiday if you celebrate. And if not, just have a good break. Just have a good break. Thank you for tuning in, y'all. Send us off, MF. Hey, yo, yo, y'all can't stand right here. In his right hand was your man's worst nightmare. Loud enough to burst his right ear drum close range. The game is not only dangerous, but it's most strange. I sell rhymes like dimes. The one who mostly keep cash, but brag about the broker time. Joker rhymes like the is you just happy to see me trick. Classical slapstick rappers need chapstick. A lot of them sound like they're in a talent show, so I give them something to remember like the Alamo. Tally ho, a hot joker like Space Game came back for five years later.